2: The traveling built for Top studio smack dab in Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57. Uh, LeBron James breaks the scoring record, uh, more points than Kareem. It's a whole uh, thing last night. He gets on the microphone, he curses. That was a viral video. And then Kareem hands him the basketball
3: and you have this passing of the torch type of thing. I mean, what is this whole thing about guys now cursing? into live mics i don't get that i mean i look i I use a curse word uh, every now and again but uh, like this whole thing i always realize that when these mics are on or when i was being interviewed anywhere anywhere i wouldn't curse yeah what why is that a thing now even tom brady like with jim gray and his podcast now podcasting's different but when we play it we have to beep it out
2: That is true, and I'm sure Jerry, if he adds his cut with LeBron, if he plays it, it will be beeped out because he goes, F, man, thank you. That's what he says, LeBron James.
3: So anyway, I thought it was funny. That had had to annoy uh, Kareem, I bet you. You think? I mean, Kareem has been like one of his biggest critics, by the way.
2: Yeah, back in the day, yes. Maybe not so much right now, but a few years ago, absolutely, you're
3: right. You know the amazing thing about that record, and I'm sure basketball like aficionado's Appreciate it because it lasted 40 years, essentially.
2: Yeah, it is. It is one of those things that, of course, you know, everybody in America who's doing a national sports talk show was going to talking about who's better now. Just put LeBron here, put him there, Jordan and LeBron. It's all these ridiculous things. You know, LeBron James has had an amazing career. This is not one of the things that I'm going to remember LeBron for. No, I think the thing that I'm going to remember him most for was getting that. Uh, championship to Cleveland and going back there and coming back from 3-1 against the Warriors, even though Draymond Green was suspended one of those games, and that would have changed everything. But coming back 3-1 from the Warriors, delivering that championship uh, to the Cavaliers, I think is the number one memory for me with LeBron James.
3: Not for me. I'm going to remember the decision. Uh, where he was sitting there and he was wearing that red and white check shirt that yeah, he looked yeah, yeah. so good in. Right. That's and what I remember the most. The talents decision. to Miami, that yes, one? Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Was but that anyway. with Jim Gray, too? It was with Jim Gray. That was with Jim Gray. The Pete Rose thing was with Jim Gray. Yeah, he weasels his way into everything. And, and he's got Jim Tom Brady. Brady.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How does he do that? It
3: doesn't seem like that cool of a guy. No, you he's know? fine. He's, he's great. When I worked with him at Westwood One, he was great to work with. But like, you know, Jake- honestly, really, I mean, he was like, I know he has whatever reputation or whatever perception you may have of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've said it many times uh, to working with him. He couldn't yeah. have been kinder, couldn't have been more, uh, you know, more of a team oriented guy. Now, he had to have his thing. There's no question about that. But he was a great teammate. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that
2: bothers me about him is he'll, like, go after people that aren't his friends, but will not go after the people that are his friends. I don't... I don't I, you know what I'm saying? He's never. He doesn't really. He's never critical of Tom Brady in those those interviews. He never really goes after him. But like if he's doing a boxing match, and he's covering it. Like go right after those guys because he doesn't have a relationship with them. It just. I don't know. It's just that. That's one of the things that annoys me. Is a little the bootlicking and stuff like that is a little bit off putting.
3: But well, I'll say one thing. You know, and and Tom Brady used to do half times for Westwood One. <laughs> he used to do half times for Westwood One. I know. So. Yeah. And I remember a lot of those questions while Tom was still playing, of course. And a lot of those questions he asked were pretty pointed questions about different controversial things, whether it be deflate gate, spy gate, all, you know, whatever it was. I mean, Jim wasn't afraid to ask him. Well, know? I'm
2: sure that they talked before. They're like, you know, I have to ask this. This is the way I'm going to ask it, just as so you're prepared. I mean, I don't think he's like doing no, of some Oh, sort of course not. I mean,
3: Tom yeah. Brady's being paid to do a halftime 90. spot on Westwood One. It's, you're not sitting down like, uh, uh, you know, on 60 minutes getting grilled. No, ab- absolutely not. Uh,
2: so congratulations to LeBron James. Personally, it is not a big deal to me. Uh, for him, of course, it's a huge deal, and it's another one of those things that he's going to have and people are going to reference when they're talking about the greatest to have ever played the game. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's a-, a more interesting thing to me. I don't- why in the hell would he want to stay at Brooklyn
3: Nets? The- can you answer me that? This is why they're having intense conversations. Right, uh, but- I was thinking last night. He's sitting there watching the Phoenix Suns in Brooklyn. Yes. Now,
2: I know why the Nets would want to have him finish out his contract there. I totally understand the motivation from their point of hanging on to Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant's probably, like I, I got to get, this is over now. It's over. It didn't work. It is over. Kyrie's gone. This whole organization is just different than what I expected it to be. Yeah, there's some good players on this team, but I don't believe with the way that it's presently constituted, who knows what they do with the trade deadline, but you know, maybe they're talking to him about that. What player could we bring in that makes you want to stay here? He's probably thinking just, this is it. Get me out of here. It's over. Guys, it didn't work out. We, we, we are now officially in the this didn't work out zone, so get rid of me too. And if that ends up being a power struggle between the two, that'll be fascinating. But I I couldn't imagine a reason why Kevin Durant would want to stay in Brooklyn now that Kyrie Irving is gone. Now, I know the contract situation and everything that goes along with Kevin Durant would have to be something that is figured out,
3: but, I, you know, he asked for a trade prior to the season. Well, he asked for... These guys do this because they want their max extensions. Yeah. That's why they asked for the trades. That is part of the leverage that they have to get the most money they possibly can. But he had just signed the, the, that max extension. Yeah, but... Uh, Did
2: he? Did he? Or no? He did? Yes, he did. He had just signed the extension, and then he asked for the trade after that. Now, Kyrie was a different situation because the Nets weren't going to give him the deal. He wanted out of there, so then he could get the bird rights with whatever new team, and then he's going to hope that he stays there and signs a contract. Kevin Durant had signed his extension, and then a year after that said, Hell, I want out of here. So you're telling me now he wants now that
3: Kyrie's and that's when Kyrie was a part of the team. You know, it's amazing. So he has four years under contract already with the Nets. This being the fourth year, 38 million, 38 million, 42 million, 43 million. that would bring after this season is over his total contract that he has had up to 16 seasons is almost $350 million. Three years left with the Nets after this year at 48 498 8 and 53-2. And that will bring his total compensation as a basketball player after 19 seasons to almost a half a billion dollars. Yep. Well, he has... I mean, certain- I don't... Like, but he's been that valuable I, to the league. Don't you though? feel like, oh, when you sign a contract... And you're there, and you're saying, "Okay, I'm going to accept, I'm going to accept this new contract extension." And I, I mean, now all of a sudden, six months into it, I, I want out. Yeah, but this it's is ridiculous. Not, it, it is ridiculous, and we've did.
2: But he's not the only one. It goes on and on and on with all these NBA players. And Kevin Durant, I I, I can't imagine him going. You know, I'm going to honor this contract. You know, you guys gave me this money. You entrusted me with the keys to this organization. I'm going to finish this out. There's no way. Why? Why would he want to? He's just to be another one of these guys that bitches his way out of the situation because it
3: isn't perfect for him and goes somewhere else. It's unbelievable. He had a he signed a four year one hundred and ninety four million dollar contract extension, mm-hmm. and that was literally six months ago. And you're going to say now that I want out? Yeah. You already did. I mean, it's kind of like what Deshaun Watson did to the Houston Texans prior to all the massage therapy stuff. That's right. Yes. Prior to all of that stuff. pre He wanted out. Yeah, pre-pervert. Well, whatever. But he wanted out. Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I'm just saying it's amazing. And, you know, and he basically is able to get the max money because he's with the same team. The bird writes the whole thing. And now he wants to be traded with that contract. Why? Because he got all the money already. And now he wants to go somewhere else and play and still make that money.
2: Yeah, and the Nets don't want to give up on this thing. Like, If Kevin Durant goes, then in their eyes, it's a complete and utter failure. Already, to me, it's a complete and utter failure because I don't think this team is going to be good enough to compete with the best teams in the Eastern Conference. But I'm sure that Joe Sy and Sean Marks want to keep him there. Give it a run. Try to make this thing a success because if they don't, I mean this 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 will be. If he leaves at this trade deadline and there's no Kyrie or Kevin Durant, it's the biggest failed experiment in it NBA history. Is. It already is. But they still could like they still could make the playoffs and, and win a couple rounds with Kevin Durant. Um, I, I, I believe they were supposed to win a
3: championship and multiple
2: right. Championships. Exactly. So to me, it's eighty percent the biggest failed experiment the extra 100 the 20% to get to 100% is Kevin Durant getting out of here too.
3: You also forget that that first year that Kevin Durant was here, he didn't play. I didn't he forget, didn't play, at all me. because, you know, he was suffering from that Achilles injury and yet the Nets still paid him. I mean, the the just the audacity and the the lack of respect from the players back towards the organization is startling. Yeah. Well, it, it's
2: but is it still startling? Because this has been the the deal now for years and I mean, years and years.
3: I mean, they David- basically they basically kick Sean Marks in the nuts like ten different times. <laughs> I mean, think about Sean Marks. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, all right. I'm just going to stand here. I'm going
2: to open up my legs, <laughs> and he can kick me in the ballsack again and again and again.
3: I mean, it's, right. really, it's ridiculous. Can kind of Swift kick Kevin? You, you're
2: up next. Get make sure you get those steel tip boots on so you can kick me right in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's horrible. It's and he he looks like a buffoon. Joe Sy looks like a buffoon. Everybody does. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, here's something that we never talk about. James Harden was here for like 15 minutes too, and now you got Ben. He's Simmons forced himself also. out. Now but you got Joe. Ben Simmons was the biggest <laughs> nut job in the NBA. Can't shoot, can't do anything, can't stay healthy. Psychosomatic injuries. The guys, the guys, a disaster. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. It's absolutely as bad as the Knicks have been, in one of the worst organizations in sports for decades. I mean, it's like this is just makes me feel so happy well, we we look, watching s- it. We look stable out.
3: compared to them now. Right
2: now, yeah, right now. But it's not
3: like the Knicks didn't go through some horrible times no we've gone through a lot of horrible times you know we had the Pat Riley the Jeff Van Gundy times where everything seemed to be really really solid and you know then, then you had the Isaiah Thomas situation you had the Phil Jackson situation you had the David Fisdale coaching situation and I, I, I can go on and on and on at least now they're sometimes doing nothing is better than trying to do something that's going to screw up everything. And they have not, and they didn't. I wish they would have signed Donovan Mitchell somehow, but they didn't. And, you know, they're better for it long run wise because of all the assets that they've acquired. But it's what you do with those assets yeah. that will ultimately determine where this team is headed. My, my my question to you will, will be, can Jalen Brunson, I, I believe he can, mm-hmm. just so you know, and I think every Nick fan will be right in lockstep with me that this kid has been everything that we could have hoped for. He is a, a guy that is professional. He handles the ball. He knows where to go with it. Now, Tibbs sometimes says, throw it to Julius Randle with three seconds to go on the clock, and then we got a problem. But just put the ball in his hand and let him create, let him make the decisions, and that guy is tough. He is one tough guy, and this is the best point guard we've had in how long yeah very very long time and and it's actually fun to watch him play because it's always in motion the team is in motion you know what i'm saying when he has the ball yeah fluidity nobody's looking at julius Randle just standing there bouncing the ball you know with the clock going off the down uh, the uh shot clock going down yeah and taking a fallaway jumper and clanking it off the rim you were about to ask a question though. Can jalen brunson lead the knicks to a championship He's going to need another superstar. No, I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, do you do you see him being the Knicks possibly having a shot at a championship while he's here? I need to know who the next guy is. I can't say yes. I mean He's
2: not going to be able to do it on his own. He's not going to be able to do it with this team. I mean, they, they need to get a legitimate perennial all-star in his 20s to pair with, with Jalen Brunson, then, yes, he could be a championship point guard. So
3: you that. think, I mean, honestly, you think he could be a guy that could have the ball in crunch time in a game yeah. seven like Clyde Frazier had it? Absolutely. Because that's what it's going to take.
2: Right. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about Sean Marks getting kicked in the nuts still. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. Because <laughs> <stay in> <laughs> right. he is. All right, Ben Simmons, you come in. <laughs> you give it a shot. Oh, Ben, you missed. You missed. <laughs> It's my nuts you're supposed to hit here, Ben. You you miss Some,
3: it. Somebody, and I'm sure somebody at Spot Track or somebody could do a financial evaluation of the Nets over the last four years and how much money they have spent on players coming and going, and just thinking about you know what what they have accomplished as being a part of this organization. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how much money have they wasted? I mean, it's, I mean, you were just reading it right there. I I mean, that's every just Kevin penny, Durant, That's just Kevin Durant's uh,
2: contract. Right, every penny that went to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant so far has been wasted.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: Road to Arizona that brought us here, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Jerry Reco is back. He's got another sports update for us. There was some action yesterday in the world of sports. It's been a quiet Super Bowl week as far as the Eagles and the Chiefs are concerned. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. So let's hear
5: it. All right. We are sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. And let's get to that basketball. And we start with one. LeBron James, last hour I gave you the Lakers call of LeBron breaking the record. This is the Thunder call. It's pretty darn good. Westbrook top, seen LeBron, high post right. fouled by Kendricks. Holds on his left hip, eight to shoot. Grinding into the lane, elevation fires, a one-legged fade away from 15. There it is! There it is, he's done it! King James ascent is complete. He's now seated on the throne as the NBA's all-time scoring king. That's pretty good for yeah. a visiting team. That's pretty good. So uh, that was Thunder Radio. They wound up beating the Lakers, but LeBron did uh, take over the scoring lead and title from um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 38,390 points as he sits now today. Uh, here was Adam Silver congratulating the king. LeBron, you are the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Congratulations. That was kind of cool. Yep, congratulations. Then there Real was... creative there, Adam. Then there was LeBron, who was real creative. <laughs> Man, thank you guys. <laughs> F man, thank you. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, in terms of the actual shot, there was a lot of conversation as to what it would be. Like how we were talking about the sky hook to signify Kareem and all that. Well, that was in his head, and he talked about the process and how he did it. I was able to get to a, a really good spot on the floor where I'm very comfortable with, and get to one of my patented fadeaway shots. You know, and uh, I know a lot of people wanted me to go to the sky hook to break the record.
1: Or, or, one of my signature dunks, uh, but my favorite was a signature play as well, and uh, I was able to get it and, and um, touch nothing but the bottom of the net. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool.
5: That's exactly right. Very cool. So it comes in a loss, but he is now the all-time leading scorer. As he,
2: uh, sorry, Jerry, yeah. the most interesting thing that came out of that game last night was not LeBron. Wasn't him cursing. Wasn't the scoring record. Wasn't Kareem. It was Shea Gilgus Alexander's shoes when he showed up to the game. Did you Did see? not see them. He's wearing, like, flat-out Buzz Aldrin red moon boots walking to the there arena. There
5: you go. Do
2: you see that? Yeah. They're like... They're moon boots or Crocs?
5: Crocs!
2: You yeah. see the sizes? No, no, no. They're sneakers. Those look like Yeezys on steroids. Look at this. This is him walking into the arena. How is that a fashion thing? How is that a thing? Have you ever I seen Kyle Kuzma show or, up? To oh the my other, god! Or Russell yeah.
5: Westbrook? Well, yeah. But this—oh, well, Kyle
3: Kuzma showed up the other day with the, like some big puff jacket on that kind of big covered his entire face. Yeah, and it, all it made me think of is when Al and Jerry were in those uh, rock'em sock'em things that they got themselves into the Bowl. Sure, oh, he kick yeah. off the summer. Yeah, and they're bumping into each other down yep. there. At, the knocker uh, balls. Where, yes, the knocker balls. Where was that, Al Jenkinsons? Where, that was that, that, was that headliner. headliner. Oh, headliner. Okay, a long time ago now. Yes. And that's that what me. <laughs> then he showed up in something else that had all these different colors, and and he had this whole thing wrapped around his head.
5: Yeah, that's fashion statement, man. And then you still have Clyde wearing what he wears for broadcasts. Yeah. So there you have it. It's Speaking so of Clyde, uh, he was in Orleans, who beat the Magic. There's Brunson. Nice
3: touch off the glass. So
1: cool, so collected is Brunson. Fox, very charismatic.
5: Brunson slow and steady. Yeah. And has- the Knicks back. Brunson with 21 leads all scorers. He scored 25, um, did Brunson. And the Knicks win 102-98. Julius Randle had 22 points, 14 boards, 6 assists. Tight game uh, here. This was uh, Tibbs. As they go forward now, you asked the question last hour, so I figured I'd get you the answer. Here's Tibbs on the trade deadline. Your thoughts?
3: I've been around a long time. For every 100 trades, they talk about one gets done. So just keep focused on don't don't get distracted it's just noise and the, the good thing is that i think the popularity of our league it creates a buzz everyone's looking
5: at it but you can't lose sight of what What's important to us which is getting ready for the next game he is right about that we talk more about the NBA on the trade deadline now than we do about the games
2: absolutely they're offseason and the trade deadline really is the real drama in the league and the playoffs I mean I think that good sure. teams make it to the finals and those are interesting games but it's it's become a year-round league and it's the the silly season the trades the free agency all of that stuff is more
5: interesting than the regular season yep very much so now the NFL offseason is pretty damn interesting too but the season is still better than the offseason absolutely which is a little different. Uh As for the Nets, no Kyrie Irving. He's in Dallas. We'll get to him in a moment. Uh The Nets got another big performance from Cam Thomas, but not good enough on the defensive end to beat the Suns. Bridges in the paint. Pulls up. Jumper in and out. But don't hold by eight. There it is. The offensive
4: rebound again. That has been the thorn in the side for the Nets all night long. It sure been the primary guy doing the damage. See, I think
3: the Nets need DeAndre Eaton, so that would help them <laughs> with those offensive rebounds. Yes, it would It'd help them. Awesome or Nick the Claxton form. could learn to box out. Who's well, that. DeAndre Ayton's a, a beast. Nick Clarkson's and seven way, foot tall. Box him out. By the, by the way, DeAndre Ayton's not happy out here either. <laughs> so you just trade like <laughs> unhappy superstars for each other, and then maybe they find their games again.
5: Here was Joe Harris, even though they lost. How about Cam Thomas? 43 points, youngest to have three straight 40-point performances. It is really
0: remarkable. I mean, um, yeah, to
5: score 40 in an NBA game
0: is, in its own right, uh, incredible. But three consecutive nights is, you know, it's unbelievably impressive.
5: Now, we did learn Kevin Durant is not going to be in the All-Star game. He's out until right after it, so perhaps after that he'll be back. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, But it is time now for what we call the Boomer and Geo Vomit-Worthy Portion of the Morning. Okay, we take you to (laughs) Dallas where Kyrie Irving met the media. Uh, i give you a couple of clips from him this hour, a couple more next hour where you can throw up again. Number one, Kyrie in Dallas. Pretty cool. Really feel wanted, and, and I know that they had to give up some pieces for me to get here, so I don't take that for granted. Um, shout out to Mr. Cuban.
2: Shout out to the whole entire front office uh, of the Dallas organization. Um, you know, I've been here for about forty-eight hours, or a little bit more than that, and uh, it's been nothing but a warm embrace and nothing but genuine love have done anything yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three <laughs> days later, Luka Doncic goes,
5: This guy sucks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, my God. I had no idea it was this bad. <laughs> here, here was another one from Kyrie. This is a little over the top. We, if I asked you, how would you characterize Kyrie's time in Brooklyn? What would you say? Tumultuous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, He's fair tire fire <laughs> okay he's got a different take on his time in brooklyn it's water on the bridge now like, i wish them well left them in fourth
4: place i <laughs> did what i was supposed to do took care of my teammates <laughs> was uh incredi- incredibly selfless in my approach to leading uh, i just want to do all the right things for myself not to um appease anybody that had something
3: negative to say about me or they judge me now Two things. He is
5: like living in an alternate universe. So two things. Number one, every member of the Nets that talks about Kyrie behind closed doors gushes about him as a teammate. That's fine, but you can't say you did everything you could when you bailed and left.
2: (laughs) He goes, "I did what I had to do." That's what he said. Did what I had to do. Leave the
3: team. You know, a huge controversy. Is there any way that you can find? or somebody back at the station could find one of his opening press conferences when he and Kevin Durant first signed with the Nets, and then compare that to what he's saying here. Hey, Mike, pop on the mic. What do you think? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, at least by tomorrow, if not
3: today. <laughs> all right, I'm just wondering if somebody could find, like, maybe his opening, you know, uh, press conference with the Nets and how happy he was, he was. how many
5: championships we were going to win. about growing up as a Net fan. Yeah, it was a dream stuff. come true. Right can uh, you also get his first press conference at Duke.
2: <laughs> I'd like to hear that. If you just, ha- if you guys have time, only if you have time. Coach K post game talking about how great he was at Duke. Yeah, yes, please. So for is
5: like one 12 game. games. I, I, it wasn't much. Maybe it was seven games. Seven games or something. It was not much. You're I sure do know that. Or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. That's the basketball story. We mm-hmm. get to the football. Uh, the Saints have been granted permission to speak with Derek Carr. Two sides will meet today. We'll see if that goes any further. Um, Fox did have their media day yesterday uh, here. In Las Vegas uh, Vegas, In Phoenix And Terry Bradshaw Stepped to the mic And had an interesting take On what he could do To boost the ratings If need be I told Fox If if I could just die On the show (laughs) Think about the ratings
4: right I mean we're all
5: about Are we not about ratings No, That'd be huge I actually think he's only half joking
2: (laughs) No I mean I've said that as well I've said if, you, if you're if you a radio person, you're going to have like a sudden death. Like being on the air is the best way to go. Because then, you know, think about all the pub you get. I mean, that's really like... But you, you won't you be leave.
5: around to see it.
2: But you're leaving a legacy.
5: That's like when they put these guys in the Hall of Fame after they die. What's sure. the point? It's posthumous. Posthumous video views. Or useless. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson heard that. I was like, I'm going to beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> he might. You never know. Then, of course, there's uh, one. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last hour, we told you that he was going to this uh, this darkness event or retreat or where the hell it is. <laughs> darkness event. <Here> is- <laughs> darkness event. Of- oh, it is. Is it not?
3: <laughs> I feel like every every time I come in here, it's like darkness event with you guys, <laughs> especially Al
5: and you. You're <laughs> always you're always negative. No, I'm I'm not negative. Yes, you are. I am the most optimistic person here. <laughs> but that is true. That is 100% true. I call it morbid optimism, but I am the most optimistic person. I here. feel like Boomer's more optimistic. Oh, he, no, he's out of the equation. He's oh, talking oh, about oh, the oh, rest oh, of us. Oh, okay. I, right, I'm right. just, yeah, I feel like you're our Kyrie Irving with your negativity. <laughs> what? Oh, I, what is I, the point of what the hell we've done? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm the most optimistic person here on this crew. Well, I don't think so. I am. I am. I, I know Life is out. nothing more than a scam. <laughs> and just filled with hypocrisy. <laughs> and then you're dead. Like, that's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See? Life is it. a scam. Your own it is. words. That's yes. optimism. Speak to it. Yeah, but I think if once you get that through your head, that you can live your life free. As long as you know people are trying to rip you off <laughs> yeah. and steal from you, then you're good. Well, Steve Large is going to be here in a little bit. Promoted. I'm not going to be anywhere so. near that.
3: Yes, you are. No, I'm
2: not. Yes, you, you are. are. You're not. already. Think, you're, yeah, we already got a whole Jerry Recco, Steve large thing carved
5: out so you can. I'll, I'll try and defend the past. <laughs> but you can't have a guy up here that wants to preach about God and then have. They, I can't. We're going to play a Dream. Dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's preaching. He's preparing. He's
5: ready to come talk football. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. See no difference but if he's up here talking about Skittles or something. But he also at some point has to get the message out. Yes. That's why he's coming here. Well, correct.
2: Here's, here's the great thing, Jerry. You don't have to say a thing during that interview.
5: Eddie's going to say it for you. <laughs> so don't How worry about, about that. No plugs unless you could catch a pass. Against Jerry and I. <laughs> That'll take two seconds. Mm-hmm. we well, you're
2: I, really selling this. I, I am not confident in my athletic ability, but now that I saw that he's 68,
5: I could go one-on-one with Largent. Have no you way. seen him in shape at 68? I don't care. I, I do not care. You. I'm 61. telling you right, right now. 61, and he's in fantastic shape. I
2: understand that. I'm telling you, he must have some sort of knee issue or something. I, I will blanket him like Sauce Gardner. There is Yo, no chance. Come
3: on, guys. <laughs> no chance. I
2: mean, my he, Steve Larson. There will be no... He's 68, man. I understand he's man. 68. I will blanket his have ass. Have you seen
5: Stallone? I, okay. i blanket him, too. Do you no, see him he, walk? I'm not asking you to walk, but box him. <laughs> well, have have you too. seen yourself walk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling good. I mean,
3: feeling good. Shuffling, I lot do of shuffle. It's around here. Listen,
2: you K saw Adams, me get activated
3: Adams, against a I'll get activated here. But I saw <laughs> Kay Adams basically deactivate you right in front of your face.
5: Fair. <laughs> the look on your face was just. Uh. Okay, here it is, right here. There she goes. And end up oh, she and did. It. Hold on, and here's the face right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a confident. Walk of a woman with the arm out, the the oh large God. purse on she, it. Never I broke stride. No. Oh, she is pissed. <laughs> Facial expression never changed. Nope. Yeah, I'm
2: not not telling you, joking. That. Yeah, that was just it was straight lightning bolts <laughs> to my eyeballs. She did
3: <laughs> daggers. Ah. All because she squished your man boob. That's right. All because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were very kind to her, as I said earlier this morning. Couldn't I mean, have been nicer, really. I mean, 98% of everything you said about her was, like, glowing. <laughs> glowing. Yes. But we live in sound bites. I guess we do. And ones, somebody told huh. us, it, oh, you grabbed a man
5: boob. Exactly right. And, and
2: Anthony Gallo did not help the cause by tweeting out the video saying that Geo is shocked that Kay Adams violated him. <laughs> And tags are in it. <laughs> that- yes. <laughs> we need the views. Yeah, I know.
3: Violated.
5: So that's where that came from. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she, so she
3: had to see that, obviously. Probably,
5: yeah. Um, now, in Anthony the piece he
2: released, did you ever say that? No. No, no, no. did not say violated. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, I said the thing, I'm not mad at her, I'm mad at me. I've said that a million times. I just said, for me to possess the man boobs to allow this to happen is the
5: problem. The whole point of it was, she's used to grabbing pecs, yeah, not saggy breasts. Exactly. I gotcha.
2: Yeah, and then she was surprised.
5: And then she was there, she was like, oh,
2: huh. (laughs) You don't like a... You don't work out, do you? Like a stress ball on a desk. (laughs) Pick it up, you're like, oh, man, this is kind of (laughs) cool.
5: And then, yeah, she let you <laughs> go after that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she let you go, all right. Uh, Niners hire Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. I'll give you the darkness stuff next hour from uh, Aaron Rodgers. Islanders shut out the Kraken 4 nothing. Ilya Sorokin with 32 saves in that game. You got the Rangers and the Canucks coming up tonight. Indiana beat Rutgers 66 60. St. John's a two point loss at Butler. UConn beat Marquette 87 72. And I think it's Seton Hall Creighton tonight. As okay, well. you think. <laughs> i'm pretty sure okay very pretty good. sure could be tomorrow night. i know I, I know they're playing this week i'm not sure if it's done tomorrow night i gotta check
2: uh, so terry bradshaw said something else in that media session not about dying on the air that gives us some insight into sean payton's process of picking a team mm. and it's not very kind to a particular player on that roster i'll tell you about that huh? next it's boomer and geo coming to you live in the traveling built ford tough studio Coming to you live from the Traveling
3: Boat Ford Top Studio. You know, this is truly hump day, isn't it? It is hump day, yes. Truly (laughs) hump day for us. I mean, because we've had to get acclimated to the time and kind of do everything that we normally do. Like at different hours of the day. So I don't know about you. So Gina and Sabrina got in yesterday. They did, yep. And everything worked out okay? For the most part, yes. All right, that's good. There was uh, there was one issue, and I do want to tell you about this Terry
2: Bradshaw thing in a second, because okay. I teased that. There was just one issue, quickly, I'll tell you, at the rental car place. The flight was great. Sabrina was totally behaved. She was awesome. She even fell asleep for a little bit. It was on time. They got off the plane. Gene was like, that was great. You know, even though it's a five-hour-something flight, like, it really didn't feel like that. And then they got to the rental car place. There's supposed to be a car seat in the rental car. There's not... Then there's another situation where they just hand her the rental. They hand her the car seat. She tries to install it. She can't install it correctly. She's there for an hour and a half. And finally, someone comes over, helps her install the car seat for Sabrina. She's leaving. You know, you leave and they check the car at the little booth uh, oh, there. Yeah, they, yeah.
3: It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard getting a rental car out of this airport. Right. So she's waiting in this line to do that. And
2: then she gets up to the line and they say, why did they give you this car? This is an all-electric car. And you're not supposed to have it. It's brand new. It had three miles on it, and it only had a charge to go 20 miles. That was it. It wasn't even charged. Has she ever driven an electric car? No. And she couldn't even start the thing. So you had someone come over and say, I I don't even know how to start the thing. So then she calls me like there's something I could do about it, you know, and screaming at me. Well, not for nothing. I I figured you'd be over there to pick them up. No, I told them. She said she was going to be fine. I mean, mean, why would I pick them up when
3: I don't have a car and she's picking up the rental car? I could have taken you from here right over to the airport. You could have gotten the rental car and could have been waiting for them. yeah, because you were golfing yesterday. You went straight to golf. Well, it's not my fault. You didn't ask me, but I would have said, hey, why not you just go get the rental car, have it all set up, and then uh, be waiting for them on the curb, curbside. Yeah, you're
2: probably right, but I wasn't going to ask you, hey, Boomer, can you help me out situating my family while you're
3: here golfing? Well, the and- other thing you could have done is you could have just taken an Uber to go get the rental car and then pick them up. Yeah, but I wanted to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> I had
2: like an hour to pass out. And then I wanted to be up the rest of the day to have a good day with them. And I assumed Gina, being the savvy woman that she is, would have no issues. But there were issues. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. She got it out of her system. She was screaming at people. And it ended up working out fine. And then she got to the hotel. She loved it all automatically. Boom. <laughs> Snapped into a good mood. Good. And that was that. Uh, By the way, The Road to Arizona brought to you by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona is also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food in their family of supermarkets. One thing Gina said to me on the phone when she was at her angriest was, I'm going to get arrested in this place. And then hung the phone up. (laughs) And I went, "Huh?" <laughs> and then I called her, and she gave me the FU button after that. so I'm like, "Oh my oh, God,
3: man, you're in trouble." I'm like, "Well, I didn't even do anything. It's that's right. Me. well, you, you that's right, you didn't do anything. but but she said she was fine, It was gonna be okay. I mean, uh, what am I supposed to do? So you know this airport is, like, quadrupled in size over the last 10 years. Yeah, and, you told me. And yeah. They have this long tram now. I'm sure that uh, Sabrina probably enjoyed the tram over to the uh, the rental car place and everything. Sure. But getting the rental car used to be easy here and is no longer that. I mean, you got to go, like, through three different checkpoints. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It well, just, this is why I didn't like want go to go over You know, enter into East Berlin or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want... I just... I didn't need any more stress in my life. I figured they could handle it, you know. All you got right. A nice little vacation. Okay, so we got you all set up. Tell we me what my man,
3: tell me what my man Terry Bradshaw also said at this press conference. Okay. Yesterday. So they
2: asked him about Sean Payton and him taking the Broncos job and the process. Did you guys talk about it off the air at Fox? And he goes, yeah, we hung with him, we had some beers, we would talk, he would talk and talk and talk, and I said, you can't go to Charlotte, this is Terry Bradshaw's quotes, I said, you can't go to Charlotte, that's the NFC South, obviously where he coached the Saints, okay, then he goes, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there, and you don't want to be in Houston. All right, so he slams the Might Texans. To be drafting a new uh, quarterback here before too long. That is true, but then Terry Bradshaw just uh, trashes uh, Houston. Okay, and then the reporter goes, "Well, what about the Arizona Cardinals?" And Terry responds with, "Quote: He didn't want to work with that quarterback." Yeah, no, he does. So then he someone pipes in and goes, "He'd rather work with Russell Wilson." And Bradshaw goes, I don't think so. But that's all he's got. He's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing he'll get the most out of him. I. I don't think he wants to work with Russell Wilson.
3: Well, we talked. About if
2: I'm Sean Payton, I'm like Terry. Shut your big fat <laughs> mouth, man! Hey,
3: listen, you're you're there talking to your boys. Your boys, unless you say, don't say anything. It's 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 got to be one of those things that's assumed. Yes, uh, and listening to Sean Payton's press conference when he was introduced as the head coach of the Broncos, and they asked him about Russell Wilson's personal coach and all this other stuff going on there, he goes, "Listen, I'm not I'm not aware of any of that. All I know, the people that are going to be." In this building, are going to be my coaching staff and our players, and that's it. Yeah, which was great to hear. Yep. You're basically saying, I'm putting my foot down, and this is the way it's going to be. And really, if I'm Russell Wilson, you know, you got to start hanging out with your players. You got to be the guy that you were when you first came into the league. You got to be, there's somewhere in there that guy still resides, you know, where he can kind of ingratiate himself to his new teammates. And hopefully that's going to be the case under Sean Payton. I know one thing Sean Payton has given an edict. And that edict is much like the edict that was given to Brian Dable. Mm -hmm. Brian Dable's like, hey, you're coming here and you're fixing our quarterback and we got to find out if this kid can play. And Brian Dable answered that question or that demand by ownership because Daniel Jones is going to be a four year, you know, contract, five year contract type of guy here with the Giants.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I were Russell Wilson or his agent or whatever, this would I'd go right to Sean Payton. Like, what is this about? Were you telling Terry Bradshaw he didn't want to
3: work with me? Is this all you've got? I mean, <laughs> that's give, well, what's happen. going on here? That's not going to happen. This, Sean Payton is going in there. He's got the ownership behind him, and he's putting his foot down. And that's the place where he should go. That fan base is great. The sponsorships, the season ticket sales, I'm sure, are going through the roof right now. You can sell him to all of your people that support your organization. And he is going to go in there and he is going to run that thing like he ran New Orleans. Like he's got an iron fist and that's the way it's going to be.
2: Yeah. Another thing that we are learning day by day that you have brought up in the past is that absolutely everybody does not respect Kyler Murray as a football player. Nobody does.
3: Not a single person. It's a mess here. It's yeah. a mess here in the in the desert, and that's why it's either going to be Kafka or Lou Anarumo. Um, look, it's one of 32 jobs. And again, like I keep saying and I have said for you know, the moment they fired Cliff Kingsbury that this was going to be an impossible job for somebody to come in here and navigate through. They also lost their GM. He left for medical reasons. They hired a new GM. So they got a lot of things that have to go on here. And one of the things that they're going to have to deal with is a quarterback who thinks that he's an all-star. Maybe he was one year. Uh, and he thinks that he is like a top five guy in the league when he, in actuality he's not. There are times where he makes plays that very few players can make in this league, but he's not consistent enough and and not a leader. And it's one of the reasons why I believe that, you know, Larry Fitzgerald left the way he did. You want to play with him. Right. Well, he was also, I mean, he had played like, what, 17 years or something at that point. But he was still a great player and a great leader in his own right. You know, I was told the story the other day and I couldn't believe it. And it's not from Larry himself. It was somebody uh, that said that, you know, when they signed Kyle Murray. Drafted him. I think Larry has a home up in Minnesota and he invited uh you know a number of players up there uh to go out and work out and everything including his rookie quarterback Kyle Murray. Word came to Larry that uh, hey call my agent. What? Yes. Hall of Famer? future hall of famer Larry I mean, Fitzgerald if, and again like uh, you know it's kind of speculation and it's a little bit of uh rumor and innuendo that kind of thing and I hate that kind of stuff yeah but that kind of stuff is what is attached to Kyler Murray you know what it sounds like it's the kind of stuff that was attached to uh Russell Wilson coming out of Seattle too by the way you know what this reminds me of what does it
2: remind you of Kevin Burkhart hall of fame radio guy reaching yeah. out to him what does he say Call my PR person. Right. Same thing. Kyler Murray, Kevin Burkhart. Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Really, it's amazing.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.